Do you ever wonder why some podcasts are so successful? Do you wish that you could replicate the success of some of the top podcasts? So do we. And we believe there is no harm in asking. So we're questioning everything about how podcasts are produced, hosted, and monetized. This is No Harm in Asking. I am Eric Byron. And I'm Michael Kerr. Always happy to share my opinion on podcasts. We review podcasts and look for clues to why some make it big quickly. And some tend to grow their audience a bit more slowly. This week, we'll be reviewing Mia Culpa, Lessons Learned in Startups with Jeffrey Brewer. This podcast is sponsored by Colab.me the free-to-use platform for interview planning, preparation, and collaboration. All right, Michael, let's talk about Mia Culpa, Lessons Learned in Startups. This is a fun one, I think, because it's it's local, right? All the other ones we've done have been kind of famous people or big stars or whatever. But today we've got a guy you know, right? The host, uh, Jeff Brewer is a friend of yours, I guess you could say, and, yep. um, and Fritz, uh, Demopolis, his guest, is somebody I know personally. So, so this one's closer to home than some of what we've reviewed before. But why do we like this? Why, why did we pick this particular one? You know, I think it really showcases what, you know, what podcasts can do to build a, a local, you know, an individual's local brand. And that's what Jeffrey does to, uh, you know, he leverages this podcast to get work and build his network uh, locally. And I know we've spoken that, you know, not all his guests are local and that's certainly true. And, and what he does in Hong Kong, which is, um, you know, working in an accelerator and incubation programs, um, many associated in the, in the corporate space, you know, he leverages his network to increase his, his value in that space. And so I really like what he's done here to really sort of build himself up as an expert in this space. And he, he does it really, really well. Now, I also picked this, I think, because I said, I really wonder whether or not, you know, he could have gone at this in a, in a different fashion. And I thought maybe we could, you know, see if, if we could figure out how um, this might be have done a, a little bit differently. There was one specific section in the middle where Fritz is sort of talking about uh, luck. And um, that area really resonated with me, this sort of luck, the luck concept in entrepreneurship. And so, you know, I thought maybe, hey, um, had Jeff done a little bit different preparation would he have been able to connect with that luck element in entrepreneurship and deep dive into that area? Instead, he went a little bit of a different route. He went with um, the fact that Fritz had been an entrepreneur and then had switched to be an investor. Um, and he sort of walks us through his career, as you will, in, in that transition from one to the other. Um, but there was so many opportunities for, for what I thought were, were sort of deep dive opportunities with yeah. Fritz, um, that I, I said, hey, maybe we can we can discuss that. So uh, not I don't want to ramble, but uh, that was sort of, <laughs> well, that I, was had of <laughs> I had lots of thoughts on this one, and it was kind of why I thought we should could, should give it a crack. Yeah, no, this is going to be a fun review, and for me, I like this one because Jeffrey Brewer is basically he's every man, right? He's just this guy. He's not famous. He's not got a bunch of connections. He doesn't have a team with a producer and a sound engineer and, you know, a marketing guy who's out trying to find him guests. He doesn't have a writer and researcher. 
Oh, he's us. Yes, he is. <laughs> he's basically doing the same thing we're doing, right? He's scrapping and hustling and, you know, he's, uh, he's brave. I, I like it. He just, he had this thing he wanted to talk about. He's got this conference, right? The postmortem conference is kind of where this theme started on the lessons learned topic. And, uh, and, you know, of course, pandemic podcast, right? He couldn't do the conference. So he launched a podcast bravely, independently, and just said, I'm going to round up some people I know, and I'm going to talk about this thing that interests me, and I think interests uh, enough other people. And he's been successful at doing that. So um, he gets great kudos from me for, for doing that. And, uh, and I can feel for him because we're doing it too, and it's not easy um, you do have to just kind of put yourself out there and, and just go. So um, it's a yeah, good example. And there's a million other people like him out there trying to do this. And if we can help ourselves and guys like Jeff Brewer, I think that's a, a purpose <laughs> for us as well. Yeah. And I like it, you know, Jeff, you know, he's not, he hasn't changed his personality to, you know, pull off this. You know, Jeff is a very serious guy. Um, <laughs> and you can tell from his podcast that he's, you know, he goes at it quite seriously. You know, he, he always focused. is trying to get, you know, he's focused. <laughs> he's trying to communicate a specific, you know, amount of information in the half hour podcast. And so, you know, this is a lickety split traversal through, you know, Fritz's um, career as a, as an entrepreneur and later as a, as a, uh, as an investor. And, but I hate to throw the butts out there. But, um, <laughs> I but, knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. But, but again, you know, I, you know, we, we've reviewed a couple of podcasts and, um, you know, some of them have really showcased the, uh, you know, the longevity of incorporating, you know, some elements that can ensure that these things last um, a very long time. And I think one element is the, you know, the sort of the fun element, the, you know, people want to know, um, people want to know how you know this person, they want to see, um, you know, engaging banter. Um, and so I, I, I think Jeff needs to, you know, figure out how he incorporates well, both the, both the fun element and the seriousness of the, of the content and, and getting through what he wants to share. What are you, yeah. what are your thoughts? On that? Well, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, Jeff, do you, right. Don't try to be somebody you're not, um, you know, he, he's not going to be charismatic and entertaining. Um, you know, that's just not him and he shouldn't try to be, but I do think, uh, to your point, right, that he could still be a little more engaging, right? One of, one of the things that, you know, I, I picked up, I, actually, I didn't notice it as much in the Fritz interview, but he did another one with a wonderful guy, Colin Hayhurst. He's, uh, he's actually from London, and I'm not sure how he knows him, because again, he didn't get into any of that chit chat in the right, interview. Yeah, we can talk about this, because I right, think right. this is important. Yeah. Um, but, but Colin had some great stories and there was, you know, lots of opportunity to, you know, dive in and go, oh, that, that's great. Tell me more about this or tell me more about that to diverge a little bit uh, on the fly. And uh, as you pointed out, you know, Jeff is very focused. He's after a certain you know, kind of set of value, you know, things. And, yeah. uh, and, and so he doesn't, he doesn't do that at all. And it was just funny with Colin because Colin had a couple of great stories and he gets to the end of his stories and you hear Jeff say, okay. Yeah. And now let me ask you this, right? And right. he just 
he doesn't react to it at all. And so, um, and so you almost kind of have to laugh at, at some point where you're just wondering, you know, what does it take to get him kind of excited about what his guest is, is sharing? Anyway, I, yeah, I don't want to I mean, belittle I think, it. I think, yeah. I think Jeff has a plan, right? And, and, you know, we're big on plans. So, you know, we, we understand planning, you know, we are, are, <laughs> yes. our methodology and, you know, tells people that, uh, you know, you should have a plan um, and that you should have a structure. But when those questions come up and, and the answers sort of diverge, you do yeah. have to, you know, have the sophistication to be able to play on it. Um, right. Well, part think- of the reason, right, for that preparation is to be able to go with something, right, yes. to, to switch gears, to recognize that they just, you know, open the door to something yeah. that uh, you weren't sure you were going to cover, but if they throw it out there, you, you know, you go, right. Um, you, you change gears and, and yes, he doesn't seem to be adept at doing that. He's got yeah. his plan. He lays it out. I think you're probably going to talk about this later because you're all about the questions, right. And he asks some of the same questions regardless of the guest or what else has been said during the the conversation, he'll come back to his set questions again. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We can talk about that. I think, you know, what I would like to see, certainly as a kickoff, if I if I sort of walk through this, this um, podcast. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I still think how I know how Jeff knows this person and where they met. Um, you know, I'm, I'm truly interested in that story. Mm-hmm. I know this is the lessons learned in startups. And in Jeff's mind, he's his goal is to try and, you know, get the lessons across, right? But I think in a podcast, you also have to, you know, engage and you have to entertain the audience. Enter, it's not just knowledge transfer, that it is an entertainment medium. So you have to understand that there's an element of entertainment and, and how, do you, how do you start that? And I think the easiest, way, the easiest way to do it is at the beginning with some sort of friendly banter about just who you know, how you know each other, you know, where you met, you know, this really is the way to kick it off. Jeff always starts off his podcast by asking, oh, you know, how did you end up in startups? But if he led with something about, you know, oh, how did, you know, Fritz, how did we meet? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, that kind of is enough, I think, to, uh, yeah. to kick it off. And, um, and well, I and, would recommend you listen to a little bit of Christine Blackburn. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yes. And uh, story worthy. She is the queen of this chit chat. But I think the element he's also missing that is really of value is the connections, the relationships. Right. This is something that Christine Blackburn does, you know, beyond the beyond. Right. right. She has, well, 11 years she's been doing this podcast and figuring out who do you know that I know. Right. Right. And then, you know, talking about that. Right. So, so I think that Jeffrey is missing an opportunity to actually build his network. And I think it's interesting for the audience too, to go, oh yeah, that's right. He knows so-and-so, oh, that guy was on your podcast, you know, a few months back or, oh, they were co-founders or they had the right. same he could really connect. I agree. It would yeah. be fascinating if he could connect them each time, you know, Christine Blackburn does this. Oh, I, last week I had, you know, such and such <laughs> on, right. Yeah. If, if he did that and then, you know, that other guest could potentially weigh in, right? And what's interesting is that he does this series, right? And he releases it essentially. So he's on to series um, or season, I guess you want to call it too, right? Yes. He could do it in such a way that he he kind of 
kind of sequenced them in such a way that they could all build on each other. And they, he could reference back to a previous one yep. that the other person knew, you know, it would sort of be a fascinating thing. And it would get, if you happen to listen to one, because it resonates, either uh, the title resonates with you or the guest resonates with you because you happen to know them. And then you could go, oh, that person knows that. I'll listen to that one, right? Right. This no, he keeps referring really to this day. interesting thing in this previous one. Let me go listen to that. Right. Right. So right. He was able I, I agree. to sequence yeah. them in such a way that he could get people to not just listen to the one that, that kind of caught their eye, but make a connection with previous ones. This is a way to get you, you know, to get yeah. your numbers up um, yeah. and get Another, you know, greater, yeah. more listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Another guy um, who's a just fabulous at this and, and actually in a similar theming, right? Uh, startups is um, Harry Stebbings. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So Harry is the guy who hosts the, the 20 minute VC. So he's also, he's been at this for years. He's done you know 800 or something, you know, episodes, but he has leveraged that podcast into a huge network and, and he's monetized it, right? He's, he's built all these relationships and right. up, you know, he knows so many investors, everybody who's anybody in Silicon Valley has now been on his show. And, but this is what he does. He makes connections. And as a result, he's ended up, you know, he's got his own fund basically. Yeah. And, uh, and he's funded a bunch of startups. So, yeah. So anyway, I, think, I, I, think I think Harry, but Harry and Harry's shown his personality, right? People want to work with him. They go, oh, this guy's not only yeah, is he yeah. knowledgeable, but he's, he's a lot smart. of fun. That's right. He yeah, knows smart, this smart stuff. and fun. When yeah. you're smart and fun, smart and fun goes a long way, right? Um, <laughs> well, I don't think smart. Yeah. I don't think Jeff needs to be fun. I, I'll, I, you know, I don't think it's about funny or comedian. Well, it's not but, about fun. It's yeah, about no. whether or not people enjoy working with you because they like your personality. And, um, I think that's, yeah. uh, you know, that goes a long way and, and, you know, you, your podcast can do that. And, uh, that's sort of yeah. where I'm going with this. Yeah. yeah. But he does a great job, I think of, well, certainly staying on theme, right? Yeah. So he's got this thing, you know, from the, so we'll, we'll talk about this, right. The post-mortem conference, right. So I know you're not a big fan of the term post-mortem because <laughs> it, sounds like death right but, it does have the word yeah. it seems like death that's right yeah yes so um i'm from the game industry, in theory it's a common yeah. practice there right when i when a project ends even if it's an ongoing you know game uh but when you finish one release you may have a post-mortem meeting to talk about sure. you know the good the bad the ugly you know what happened there and it's become tradition in the industry to be transparent about those and, and a lot of game conferences, they will have segments uh, where groups will get up and, and publicly do a post-mortem. So, so he's embraced that um, theme, if you will, that the importance yep. of that, both airing it, talking it out, and the lessons learned that others can get from hearing about what happened, right? Yep. What did we do wrong and what did we learn from it, right? What assumptions did we make that turned out to be bad assumptions and you know why did why did that happen, right? Um, sometimes just having that dialogue, verbalizing, you know what happened, helps you understand it, and and hopefully helps somebody else avoid making the exact same mistake. Although we all do, right? And they say nine out of ten startups fail, so there's certainly an abundance of these lessons out there. But he's also got a challenge, I think, with this theme in in trying to get people to talk about it. 
Right. Sure. This has been a hard thing, absolutely, in Asia um, to get startups to come on. I know he struggled to get people to come and talk on on his conference at his conferences. I know he's had a hard time finding women, particularly that are willing to talk about their failures. So, you know, he's done a great job of finding these people who are willing to come on and talk. And so, yeah, I I give him a lot of credit. I I think he does a lot of great things in this podcast. I like, um, you know, we talk a little bit about structure sometimes. I, you know, it doesn't have much structure as far as um, production quality, Um, but he's got a bit of music at the beginning. Um, I like (laughs) very little, little, very quiet. Yes. I like his introduction at the beginning, the way he, you know, he tells you who this is for, you know, this is for investors and lawyers and people that are involved in, um, you know, this particular space. He kicks it off by, um, introducing the guest himself. Um, I'm a big fan of this. I tend not to like to hand it over to the guest right off the bat and say, Oh, can you introduce yourself? What's your background? This is a, this I always, always consider to be a dangerous practice. You never know where they're going to go. You never know what they're going to talk about how long they're going to talk. So by you doing it and focusing in on the things that I want my audience to know about you, you know, you can, you can self-contain that and then you can kick off the podcast. So I really like the, I really like what he does at the beginning. It's really self-contained and then he sort of gets into the meat, but then he kicks off, you know, with his, how you, how did you end up in startups? That's all. And and that's the premise, right? So despite the lack of banter, I kind of like what he's done at the beginning. It's very consistent. I like, you know, I like consistency. I like methodology. So there's a lot of good things that go on at the beginning of this podcast. And if you I, subscribe I, to this one, right? You, you listen to him regularly, yeah, yeah, right? I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, this, so he releases this on, on Podbean. I like the Podbean app. I think this is I think this is doing what he wants it to do, which is um, build his network, promote his brand and give him something to, uh, you know, to put on social media to leverage who he is. And right. I think that's I think that's sufficient. I, I don't think Jeffrey Brewer needs to worry about how many people necessarily listen to this. This is how he rewards, you know, his the people that he likes, the people that he respects, the people that he um has built relationships with. They get to come on his podcast and he puts it out on air. And um, I think it's uh, I think it's, it's great. And that's yeah. what the well, podcast the other is for. Beauty of this whole medium, right. Is he's building a library, these interviews too. Right. So you just never know when, you know, or who's going to find it <laughs> and find value in it. And they're all out there. Right. So the difference between these live events conferences, right? You do one, it's over, it's done. And yeah. maybe somebody threw something up on YouTube <laughs> of some of the, the talks, but the event is basically over and, and in the past. But these podcasts, you know, live on and he can be proud of you know what he's put out there. And even if it only got a hundred views on its initial release, maybe over time it's adding value for uh, you know more people in the long run. So, yeah, it's not easy to see the date, you know, specifically, you know, you don't really know that it's, it's old. And so it's unlike, and unlike YouTube, for example, where you can see, oh, you know, 12 people have watched this, um, you know, podcasts don't have that. So they don't that, share that's that, not right. Something, yeah. It's not something where you go, oh, well, only 12 people have watched this. I'm not going to waste my time. Right. You know, you're going to, you, you're willing to jump in because you may know the guest, you may, you know, you, you know, Jeff, or you know that he's, you know, a supporter of the local Hong Kong um, startup ecosystem. That's why you listen. That's why, um, you know, you care about this. That's why I care about it. And, um, you know, I'm going to continue to support him because, um, you know, I think I agree, right. We, 
we've talked before about the three biggies, right? Topic, host, and guest. And in this case, as host, he doesn't have name recognition. He's not going to attract people necessarily who are going to come looking for him, right? His guests are generally not famous. Some of them have some name recognition in circles, sure. right? Some do, um, absolutely. So, so for him, it's really all about topic, right? He, he's got a, and I think this is why he's so focused, right? He stays focused on that topic because he understands that, you know, 99% of the people who are ever going to listen to his podcast are there because they're interested in this topic, right? Yeah. Lessons learned. So right. um, <laughs> let's talk about the, the title because his title is interesting, right? Mia culpa. Oh yes, Mia culpa. Mia culpa. So I know you know what that means because you're do, yeah. super smart and well, that's right? not true. And but I did well, look it up. I, I looked it up too. Just yeah, so yeah. I, 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 yeah, I looked it up because if somebody had put me on the spot a week ago and said, "Hey, Eric, what does Mia culpa mean?" I would probably have been very hesitant to throw something out there, worried I would embarrass myself and get it completely wrong. So Mia culpa is basically the equivalent of saying, "My bad." Yeah, right? it's um, it's Latin, and it actually means um, uh, fault of my own, <laughs> I guess, right? Yeah, to ask for forgiveness, I think is kind of it's, what I would. It's typically used right to ask for forgiveness, yeah. and uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting. I I looked for some examples of its use, and um, <laughs> it's probably most commonly used by politicians, right? Yeah, because they're always apologizing for mm. some stupid thing they've done, right? So um, they'll issue a mea culpa to apologize for, for stupidness, right? The other place where apparently it's common, so I guess my brother, the monk would know, um, is uh, it's a Catholic prayer for forgiveness and confession. Oh, who knew that? Who's there? There you go. Yeah. So, um, but my advice for our listeners is, right, do not try this at home, okay? It, it may mean my bad, but if you're out playing ball and you foul somebody, do not yell mea culpa. Okay. Just yell my bad. Okay. I, you know, I'm just looking out for you guys out there. Don't, don't use it that way. I don't know why that is, but I'll, uh, I'll take yeah. the word for it. <laughs> um, but as a title for a podcast, it's awesome. I, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I think like the, the choice. I, I agree. It's I don't know where he, I don't know where he came up with it. Uh, he obviously chose not to, to go down the postmortem, you know, route. I don't know whether that was, you know, taken, but uh, you know, this really, yeah. this is unique. It's hard to find a, a unique name yeah. in the podcast space. As and you know, it's know. interesting too, is I looked for my bad to yeah. see if anybody had that as a podcast name. You know, what if you just wanted to go with the, you know, more common yep. use thing, guess who uses that one? There's a group of educators who did a podcast called my bad. That's the same basic theme, right? So they share uh, lessons learned from mistakes made in the classroom or with All their right. students or their, you know, new education programs. Uh, apparently there was an abundance of stuff to uh, discuss during the pandemic and everybody trying to figure out how to do virtual learning um, online stuff. But yeah, their podcast is called My Bad. He couldn't use that one, I guess. So he went with Mia Culpa. But, uh, if, I, uh, if I talk a little bit about the end of this podcast, I, um, I know Jeff, uh, you know, he goes through a pretty rigid sort of sequence to, uh, you know, to get us through his, his half hour. Um, then he tends to end with a couple questions that are always the same. And uh, what's interesting is that in, invariably almost everybody's caught off guard by these questions, even though he asks them on every podcast and they should know it's coming. So that I always find amusing because he asks the question and then they, 
they go here in the headlights. You know, there's this silence, right? Like, oh, yeah. what the? You know, what am I going to answer? And so the first question he tends to ask is, um, is there one thing that is not a secret that most people don't know about you? And so, as I say, invariably, the majority of people they hear this question and they they should know it's coming and they don't know yeah. how to answer it. Um, Colin Hayworth but, was deer in the headlights. Yeah, yeah, it was just deer in the headlights. You get this, you know, maybe he cuts out the uh, the ten seconds of silence, but. <laughs> But this question was a complete winner with Fritz because Fritz is a uh, a member or a uh, you know a recently kind of board of director joined a board of trustee yeah. member of this search for inter or extraterrestrial yeah. intelligence and so yeah, SETI he came, yeah yeah SETI and he came on and he said oh yeah most people don't know that I love science fiction and you know I just joined the board of this you know, SETI Institute. And, he, you know, he goes on and name drops a bunch of these people. Yeah. And I'm saying, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm here yeah. laughing that this, you know, this question that I know is coming and yep. that most people, you know, sort of struggle over. And he, you know, takes this, he, Yeah, you know, here it comes. He you know, he's throwing it. this hardball is coming right down. He knows <laughs> it's coming down the plate. And not only does he know it's coming, he hits it out of the park with this great answer. And yeah. so uh, it really, it Which really doesn't me, surprise me at all. Knowing Fritz, I'll bet yeah. Fritz had listened to a half a dozen episodes beforehand, and he was prepared. Um, he he knew what the format was. He knew what Jeff was like. He was uh, he was ready. That that is Fritz, and he I is thought. really. I, I love the sci-fi thing. In fact, it's one of the things that Fritz and I have in common and have talked about. But yeah, he actually hosts a a sci-fi conference here in Hong Kong. Yeah, the yeah. other question that Jeff tends to ask is, uh, you know, what do you want somebody to take away from this podcast? And again, this is very much plays into Jeff's, you know, knowledge sharing type of, um, you know, podcast. He wants to make sure that people know exactly why I had this podcast and what you're supposed to walk away, you know, having learned yeah. now. Good tactic. In, yeah. 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 Uh, so he didn't ask this question, actually. He, he tried to sort of play on the, um, the study thing and he said, oh, you know, is there one thing or one piece of content or podcast that you would advise people to listen to, to sort of get to know more about the SETI thing? That's where I think he was going with this. Um, Fritz didn't completely pick up on it. And he talked about a number of books really more in the, in the entrepreneurial space. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, the, and then the podcast sort of wound up. I know we talk a lot about ending, you know, sort of looking forward, forward looking, but this is, yeah. you know, tends to be the best way to end a podcast, um, you know, he could have talked a little bit more about, you know, the, the future of sort of investment in, in, in Asia, um, these kind of things. So, well, again, if there's anything we've learned though, Michael, in doing this is that there is no right or wrong answer, right? We've seen some people do things that we wouldn't do at all, and they've been immensely successful at it. <laughs> so, so yes, I agree. It, when I'm planning out a podcast, I'm going to talk to somebody I'm probably going to end with some future looking, you know, aspect of, you know, where do we go now? What right. do we do with what you just shared? Right. Right. You're trying yeah. to, you're trying to end with something where people can sort of look off into the distance and take it away as opposed to, again, the, you, you tend to not to, to want to end on this down yeah. thing. Um, yeah. I'm quite, I'm rather critical of these sort of, oh, well, let's throw in some basic questions at the end. Boom, boom, boom. That I always ask and then wrap it up. But hey, maybe, you know, well, that's, well, we'll listen to many more podcasts. We'll see what methodology people use at the end to see if, um, you know, we can catch some. But I'm, as I say, I, I'm a big fan of Jeff. And this is, 
Now, this is why people, this is why the podcasting medium is, is a growing medium, just because anybody can do it. You just start off with a few people in your network and, you know, the ball just keeps rolling and, uh, you know, it picks up snow as it goes down the hill. And, you know, that's why I like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was our review of Mia Culpa, Lessons Learned in Startups with Jeffrey Brewer and Fritz Demopoulos. You've been listening to No Harm in Asking with Michael Kerr and Eric Byron. Thanks for listening. We've got lots more reviews coming. Please subscribe and tell all your friends. If you'd like us to review your podcast, please let us know. This podcast is sponsored by Colab.me, the free-to-use platform for interview planning, preparation, and collaboration.